your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we got a fun one for you today. We're going to be previewing the Blues matchup tonight against the old friend Anaheim Ducks in the second part of this series. Uh, We'll talk about what we expect from the Blues, how they're going to play into things. But there's also a superstar on the horizon returning for the St. Louis Blues here soon. Uh, It was reported that Vladimir Tarasenko will be making his season debut on this road trip. So we're going to start there, Josh. How do you feel about the news that Vladimir Tarasenko is on his way back to join this team? Oh, I'm I'm stoked. But before we, before we get into that, it's it's been a while, Tom. We haven't we haven't chatted in a minute. It's been kind of a couple of solos back and forth. How have you been? What have you been up to? I've been good. I've just been grinding my classes. It's not the same <laughs> doing it by yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's it's nice when we can just bounce our thoughts off of each other. Exactly. Uh, get that raw emotion and everything. But I've been good. I've been grinding my classes here and there. I got a speech coming up. Mm-hmm for my advanced professional speaking class. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Terrified, brutal. I hate public speaking. But uh, doing it through the lens of a computer feels a little more natural to me. So that's why why you do it every day. Yeah, exactly. But I I would like to get to a point where I could talk in front of a crowd. So that's why I'm taking the class. And uh, besides that, just having a good time, living life, trying to end this pandemic as soon as possible. There you go. There you go. Yeah, um, pretty much the same thing here. It's gearing up for spring break but midterm season is is in 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 the in the works so in the works so that's been that's been a bit of a pain but other than that yeah it's been been some warm warm weather lately yeah dude much insane just beautiful weather i've been outside as much as possible um but it sounds like another guy that out, that is outside and on the ice is Vladimir Tarasenko. So I think, I, so I think, uh, just bringing it back to that conversation. Obviously, a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko hopping back in the lineup is huge for this team, especially with a depleted roster that they have right now. I mean, anyone coming back from an injury at this point would be massive, and the fact that it's Vladimir Tarasenko it makes it that much better. Um, the only thing I would say is last game, I talked about it on my solo episode, but last game it felt like the best puck movement for the Blues by far we've seen all season long. Um, and bringing, and we've seen it, we've seen it with trades, we've seen it with free free agent acquisitions, sometimes bringing new guys into the locker room. I mean, not, it's not a new guy, it's Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, but bringing someone in who hasn't really played this season uh, might mess with the flow a little bit and you got to give them like kind of a learning curve and time to adjust to everything that the Blues are doing. Um, So maybe some hiccups in that regard, but I mean, you can't discount the fact that the guy now fully healthy and actually getting the surgery he needed, not just uh, maintaining his shoulder and I guess healing his pain, but actually healing what was physically wrong with it. Hopefully we'll revitalize this guy's career, uh, come out as a bat out of hell, like the Russian rocket we all know and love. I mean, it's been a long time since... Vladimir Tarasenko has played hockey with the St. Louis Blues, so healthy I'm excited as well. Healthy, oh yeah, not even to mention healthy hockey. It's been, you could argue, years. Yep, honestly, I would say so. Um, and I mean, I'm taking what they're saying with with a grain of salt about the full health thing because you never really know until you see it. And it, he hasn't played since the Vancouver playoff series, which feels like ages ago at this point. Um, but it was late 2019 is the last time he played, so. 
on one hand, you got to imagine that he's really hungry to get back on the ice and he's really hungry to prove himself because this is a very new look team and he's got to kind of prove himself in, in the locker room and also like that he can still produce in this lineup because they've had relative success without him and there's a lot of new faces that can score goals on this team since since he's been around you know the emergence of a guy like Jordan Cairo Mike Hoffman so he could be having some new line mates um so I I hope that we see an invigorated Tarasenko that's really really excited to be back in the lineup but on the other hand um I, I worry that there's the, the the rust and the frustration of not playing in so long and just jumping back into a season like this to combine with the kind of quickly approaching end of the year might lead to him kind of underproducing in terms of people's expectations. So I think we got to go into it with a, with a cautious optimism. You know, it's been anytime you get a guy that hasn't played in, in over a calendar year, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a bit of a volatile transition back into game speed. So uh, my expectations aren't too high, but I'm very hopeful that he can be a dynamic piece for this team. And I know there's a lot of fear and concern throughout uh, St. Louis Blues fans that uh, they're they're afraid that he's coming back too soon or afraid that he could potentially be coming back too soon. As is customary with, I feel like, the medical staffs across St. Louis sports, uh, we've seen that happen time and time again and players go back down with the same injury that they went on the long-term injured reserve for. Uh, I don't believe... In my estimation, I don't believe they would make that mistake with a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko. I mean, you got to take every precaution Again. possible. Yeah, exactly. Again, with a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, and the fact that, like I said earlier, that they're actually fixing what's wrong with his shoulder now instead of just trying to help him ease the pain. Uh, I think that bodes well for him and his production as a whole in the long run. Luckily, if you, if you look, um, it, it is about excuse me, in line with the timeline that was given at the beginning of, or when he had the surgery, I believe it was September 2020 when he had the surgery. Yeah, September 2020, he undergoes his third shoulder surgery, which is concerning in itself. But um, And then they gave it a five-month timeline, which is, yeah, about now. Um, so it, it it is like the earlier on the earlier side of the timeline, but I, I do want to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, it, it's it, I I don't think he's been rushed back, just by the way that the way that he has been from previous shoulder surgeries, like the timeline versus when he's started skating versus when he came back. I think this time was even longer um, than the previous one. I think last time was about two weeks, and then he did the same thing the the, the little Instagram story of his skates. Uh, I think it was like three and a half weeks ago at this point. So it, it's been even longer, um, and he hasn't even come back yet this time since he started skating. I, don't quote me on that because I could be wrong, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I am worried about the overall performance just because of three so- shoulder surgeries. Like I, I, I am hesitant to say that we should expect to see the Tarasenko of old at any point this season. I don't want to know if I want to say ever again, but you know that's a conversation for another day. Right, and I think I think the fact that he's of Russian descent helps him in the long run. Obviously, a guy like Alexander Ovechkin uh, playing and sustain a career that he has in the league for as long as he has. I, I just I don't know. It just seems like Russians are built different, right? Um, but like you said, it's always valid to worry about a player's performance or really anything's performance in any facet of life. Uh, so oh, if you're worried oh, about yeah. your car's performance 
and uh, maybe it's got some some parts here or there that aren't working correctly, you gotta go to rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront, winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pockets. Chain stores have different price tiers based on professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest possible prices. Rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do, RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. And rockauto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you guys. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're going to get into a little more of the pregame for tonight's matchup between the Anaheim Ducks and the St. Louis Blues right after a word from one of our sponsors. All right, Josh. So I kind of gave my take on the last episode uh, and how I thought really in all three zones, the Blues played the best game of the season, in my opinion, that we've seen, especially from uh, a puck movement uh, aspect all season long. Uh, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. What did you see? Uh, what are some things that you like? What are some things you don't like? Give me your take on Zach Sanford. Is he a top six forward? All those things. Lay it on me. Heading into the game, it was a really, really big test for the Blues. Uh, I think it could kind of sneakily be the maybe the, the, the heading into it might have been the biggest game of the season. Just coming off of that explosive seven six performance, um, and then also having a guy like Philly Huso in that, like start, starting Philly Huso in that game, and then having an incredibly depleted roster. Like they've got nearly half their salary cap, if not, I think it's more than half their salary 21 cap. 21 million, I think, on the injured reserve, plus some change. Yeah, co- combined with some other. Yeah, so heading into that game with Dakota Joshua centering the fourth line, um, I think tells you all you need to know. No no offense to Dakota Joshua. I think he played a great game, but I think heading into the season, I, I, I don't think that's a guy we expected to see. But regardless, it was set up to be a huge test for the blues um it was a team that they had previously clashed with a bunch this season you know they hadn't really had any easy games and and they came out and they they had a pretty pretty dominant win the scoreboard didn't exactly reflect that they they gave gave in a little bit towards the end but the offense was probably the best we've seen all season and and it was so depleted as well um you know you see a guy like dakota joshua make a goal look easy uh, having never played a game in the NHL, and that just it goes to show that that speaks to the, to, to the flow and the and the pace of the team. You know they're firing on all cylinders. I feel like we a lot of times we talk about on this on this podcast, um, the Blues get certain elements of their game going at certain points, like the power plays going for a couple games here or there, but then the defense is lacking or the goaltending is really really hot, but the offense isn't there. I feel like this is the first game where we really saw every single element. You know, offense, defense goaltending, special teams, puck movement, uh, whatever else you could name, all of it was, was you know, in playoff form. And and just they just looked 
know, head and shoulders above the Anaheim Ducks like they should. Um, and I think a lot of times this season they'd be kind of playing down to, to weaker opponents. And, and the fact that they were able to play so much above the Ducks for m- most of that game um, with such a such a you know G League roster, um, it's incredibly impressive. I'm really excited to see what they can do tonight, especially with a guy like Jordan Bennington, who we'll get into in a little bit. But I think he was really hungry to, to prove himself along with the rest of the team who proved themselves in the last game. Yeah, I think we're both on the same page about Jordan Bennington having just an absolutely massive bounce-back game. Could arg- could make the argument that uh, tonight's game will be the best game of his season, but we will see what happens. Um, but I do think there's a lot there's a lot to touch on that you said. I do think one of the big things that was crucial for the Blues in their win over the Anaheim Ducks was puck movement, like I said, but also just um, their unpredictability with the puck. Yes. Because I feel like a lot of times when they come into the offensive zone, they do a little button hook, and then their first instinct is play it back to the D-man, create more space. Uh, and if, it feels like teams have been picking up on that because that kind of translates over to the power play as well, right? Like they don't really have to worry about the cross-crease pass because the Blues aren't trying it as often most of the time. They just play it back to the point, try and get bodies in front and throw one on net. But last game against the Ducks, it felt like they were trying to force, not really force, but make that cross-crease, pla- cross-crease pass, open up those lanes, um, and create space for the guys down low more than the guys up high. And I think that's why we saw... The puck movement, I mean, it was just night and day between the games in the past and uh, the game against the Ducks last time, specifically on the power play. So I think moving forward, uh, that gives you hope that they're going to keep the ball rolling. uh, But at the same time, getting a guy back like Vladimir Tarasenko, who as much as I love him and as much of a fantastic player he is, having them on the power play should potentially make this power play unit better, but at the same time, if their philosophy is those cross-crease passes uh, and creating that east-west movement more than north-to-south, I don't think that plays uh, as much of a factor in Vladimir Tarasenko's uh, essence, I guess, on the ice because he doesn't typically take those one-timers, right? He's more of a wrister uh, and just beat the goalie on his own. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the power play kind of conforms to the presence of Vladimir Tarasenko, but I do believe uh, that the last game against the Anaheim Ducks, we saw a lot of things that will be crucial for this Blues team moving forward on special teams. And about that, the, the, going back to the one-timers thing, I'm hopeful that Tarasenko is almost forced into taking more of those one-timers because of the new and updated style that the Blues are playing. Because 100%. we're seeing a lot, we're seeing a lot of guys take a lot of one-timers this year. Guys that I didn't even know were capable taking one-timers was was it Perron who had one was the last game or it might have been the seven six game I don't know I it was either Perron or Shen just had a wicked one-timer mm-hmm. and it's like I I didn't even know you could do that Ivan so, Barbashev has had a couple and I was like wait a minute yeah yeah <laughs> sorry yeah Barbie? so so, so I, I feel like the you could argue it's frustrating that Tarasenko wasn't taking a lot of one-timers, but neither was anyone else on the team. And, and, and right. I feel like at that time, we were saying, why isn't Tarasenko our one-timer specialist? And it's like, well, maybe he's not that good at one-timers. That's fine, but like, not that good at one-timers with a shot like his, I still would very much like to see. Um, and we've seen a couple one-timers out of him here and there, I, I, I think would be okay. So uh, I think given this new system that we kind of run on offense, and specifically in the power play, playing a lot more of a shoot-it-will mentality than we've played in the past like oh man the frustrating blues power plays that we've dealt with 
over the years of just 45 seconds of passing the puck around followed by a shot into the shin pads. Those days are over though. And and I think a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko could, could really strive like that. You know, he's got that quick shot that, that could beat a goalie in an instant. And, and, and that is exactly what fits the system that the Blues run on the power play. So I'm optimistic about that. I saw a tweet today that was like over under on goals for the season on at, at 10 for Tarasenko, and I'm hammering the over. I would probably hammer the over as well. And if you're optimistic about the Blues you know system, I I didn't even I didn't even know that that that, that was the that was the ad read. I just <laughs> hey hey, it just comes naturally to us at this point, man. Uh, as soon but as I, I, said it, I looked at the time. Yeah, I was like, ooh, beauty. But it, I am optimistic about the over as well, and I am <laughs> optimistic about this Blues system as well, especially because it feels like this season they are a road team. I think they're eight and two on the road this season. Uh, so if you like the Blues chances against the Anaheim Ducks tonight, uh, you might want to throw some money on it. And if you're going to do that, you got to go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Because football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. So if your husband's got this on in the car right now, or if your wife has this on in the car right now, you don't really care about blues hockey, uh, but you're listening right now, and maybe uh, you watch Survivor. Maybe you watch Big Brother. Maybe you watch The Bachelor. Anything along those lines, uh, you can bet on that as well. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode right after a word from our sponsors. All right, St. Louis Blues, Anaheim Ducks, 8.30 tonight, little matinee event. Josh, give yes, me your sir. predictions and your locked-on player of the game. Yeah, so um, I, I, I mentioned that last game might have been the biggest game for the Blues as a collective, but this game might be, outside of the playoff run, the biggest game of Jordan Bennington's career, um, at least in terms of him feeling like he's got something to prove. Uh, I don't. I, I. I think it's easy to say that we've never seen anything like that out of Bennington ever uh, in terms of that uh, reaction he had um, against San Jose. So, and again, I'm not complaining about it. I want to get that out there. I haven't given my take on it. I think it was amazing and hilarious, and I hope he does it again soon. Um no, but jokes aside, I think he was very clearly fired up and also very clearly frustrated with himself. It was a close game, and you know he got pulled, and maybe he thought he didn't, he he shouldn't have. But at the end of the day, he he got pulled, and he was frustrated about it, and and he took his anger out, and 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 now he's got something to prove, and and I, I think he's coming into this game. You know, with the with the organization behind him, which I think is something I didn't expect. I didn't expect Doug Armstrong to come out and support him. I expected sort of just like a no comment situation. Uh, so you got to be fired up if you're Bennington. You know, pulling something like that and knowing the organization has your back, just being like, "Damn, all right, that feels pretty good." So he's got something to prove. 
I don't know if he does. He have a shutout this season. I don't he might think have he won. does. Maybe one at most. Okay, so regardless, he hasn't he hasn't really stolen a game for sixty minutes and pitched a shutout yet this season. Uh, in my from what I can recall initially, uh, until now, Jordan Bennington shutout. I'm calling it. Calling Blues it. Are, Blues continue to roll. Um, get a win. I'm I'm thinking three nothing. Three nothing. All right, bring out three the candles. Nothing. Get a little manif- if, manifestation coming. Yeah, Tarasenko's not playing in this one, but if he were, he would get two goals. Okay, okay, bet, big bet. And like we said earlier on, in... I'll save that for the next game. Yeah, exactly. He he will be playing uh, before the road trip is over, is what Coach Berube said. Uh, so looking forward to that. God, I cannot wait. But damn, I'm kind of in a I'm kind of in a pickle here because I was gonna choose Jordan Bennington as my locked on player of the game. Like I said, I feel like we're on the same page there. Bounce back game for him. His name's trending on Twitter, all over social media. Everyone's saying how bad he sucks and how big of a baby he is. Uh, I think he just which he feeds off that. Yeah, exactly. I think he just loves being that heel player and having people having his name in other people's mouths uh, only creates more energy for him. So I think he's going to play off of that, and I think I would say a shutout too. Um, So I'm going to go prediction. I'll say, damn, I don't want to say a shutout, but like I think we'll say like four nothing. Because I think the Blues, eight to nothing. I think the Blues offensive potential and just seeing the puck movement last game makes me wonder, like, there's no way they can stray away from that because you have to realize how successful that was, right? And I think it's, uh, they talked about in the past how it's more of like a confidence thing of like, oh, like second guessing passes because they don't know if they're going to make it. And I feel like they all just collectively made that mindset of like, I don't care if it gets picked off. Uh, I'm making stretch passes. I'm making passes I don't typically think I could possibly make, but we're pulling them off left and right. I mean, on that David Perron goal where Braden Shen was flying down, I don't think anyone expected him to pass it there. Nope. He had a wide-open look on goal, but he did it anyways, and they ended up in the back of the net. Uh, so I think it's little things like that that are going to make the main difference uh, and why the Blues have so many playmakers as opposed to Anaheim, who really... Uh, I think they're beaten and battered as well. I think they're still missing uh, their best defenseman to injury, but Trevor Zegers looks fantastic. I, if he pulled off that Michigan goal, that would have been nasty. Oh, my goodness. Um, but we, we, I, this is not an Anaheim Ducks podcast, but oh, that would have been unbelievable. Um, we for a lot, whole episode talking about that. Oh, dude, I would, have, I would have had nightmares about it, but also at the same time, dreams too. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that being said, locked on player of the game. If I had to choose someone besides Jordan Bennington, man, I would. Man. I feel like the. I feel like the easy answer is Zach Sanford, just because he's been hot, um, and he's. I think he's really buying into that net front presence that this team drastically needs uh, to be successful and to have more of those point shots go in. Uh, but I don't want to pick the easy answer, so I'm gonna go with Nathan Walker because uh, I think he's. I think last game he was getting top the six Aussie. minutes. Yeah, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. You know what I'm saying? I, I think yeah, he's he, got. A, I think he's got a lot of spunk to him. He's one of those little guys with gumption that Panger always talks about. And I, I think on that David Perron goal, I think he started it with the outlet pass to Braden Shen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But I think he's playing a lot of good hockey. That's not really getting noticed because he's not getting the stats, but he's winning board battles. He's winning 50-50 battles. Uh, he's doing all the right things with the puck, and I think he's about to bust it open for the boys. So Nathan Walker, locked on player of the game. That's a, I should have chose that. I, do you remember 
back in September we talked about this, but for my birthday, my girlfriend DM'd every single member of the Blues organization she could find on various social media apps to wish, try to wish me a happy birthday, and the only one who responded was Nathan Walker. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember you So I have, that. I have a video on my phone of Nathan Walker wishing me happy birthday. That's so sick. Happy 21st birthday. I'm pretty sure he told me to like drink a lot, which there is awesome. There you go. Yeah, I love that from the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've, I've always been a, been a big fan of his. Um, it, it's great seeing him kind of – because that's the thing with this team is like that energy is contagious and you got guys that you don't expect all of a sudden producing and, and you, you got a uh, – you don't even want to call it a problem, but now you got so much depth and you can, you can almost forget – you almost forget about the guys that are have yet to join the lineup or rejoin the lineup coming coming down the line you know, a guy like Jaden Schwartz Tyler Bozak Vladimir Tarasenko you name it it's gonna be a fun few weeks when this roster starts getting healthy yeah and I really think it's gonna pay it's gonna pay off once the Blues if and when they make the playoffs uh, because they've had so many guys step into these roles that I feel like a lot of injuries will come in the playoffs as well just because that's potentially the nature of the beast like everybody's bodies are wearing down by the end of the season and uh, there's a lot of games in a row with not a lot of rest time so uh, guys are going to need to take nights off, uh, find the bench sometimes, and we're going to have to rely on more depth. And I think all of these young guys coming up, Dakota Joshua, Mackenzie McEachern, uh, guys that started the season on the taxi squad who we didn't really think we'd end up seeing but are now slotted into the lineup. I mean, Nathan Walker's, like we said, playing top six minutes. It's guys like that uh, that could very well be the difference in a playoff series. And I think, like I said, that pays dividends for the St. Louis Blues uh, having all of these guys slot themselves into games early because it'll pay off late. All right, I think that's all we got time for today, Tommy. Anything else to add before we wrap this one up? Nope, that's all I got. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked on Blues podcast. Uh, Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12-15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always... Let's go Blues.